With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will indeed. And then Mr. Cradell began to cry. But when Johnny at last took out his checkbook and wrote a check for three pounds, Mr. Cradell's eyes glistened with joy. Upon my word, I am so much obliged to you. You are the best fellow that ever lived and Amelia will say the same when she hears of it. I don't believe she'll say anything of the kind, Cradell. If I remember anything of her, she has a stouter heart than that. Cradell admitted that his wife had a stouter heart than himself, and then made his way back to his own part of the office. This little interruption to the current of Mr. Eames' thoughts was, I think, for the good of the service, as immediately on his friend's departure he went to his work. Whereas, had not he been thus called away from his reflections about Miss Dale, he would have sat thinking about her affairs, probably for the rest of the morning. As it was, he really did write a dozen notes in answer to as many private letters addressed to his chief, Sir Raffle Buffle, in all of which he made excellently worded false excuses for the non-performance of various requests made to Sir Raffle by the writers. "'He's about the best hand at it that I know,' said Sir Raffle one day to the secretary. "'Otherwise you may be sure I shouldn't keep him there.' "'I will allow that he is clever,' said the secretary. "'It isn't cleverness so much as tact. It's what I call tact. I hadn't been long in the service before I mastered it myself.' And now that I've been at the trouble to teach him, I don't want to have the trouble to teach another. But upon my word he must mind his P's and Q's. Upon my word he must. And you had better tell him so. The fact is, Mr. Kissing, said the private secretary the next day to the secretary. Mr. Kissing was at that time secretary to the Board of Commissioners for the receipt of income tax. The fact is, Mr. Kissing, Sir Raffle should never attempt to write a letter himself. He doesn't know how to do it. He always says twice too much, and yet not half enough. I wish you'd tell him so. He won't believe me. From which it will be seen, Mr. Eames was proud of his special accomplishment, but did not feel any gratitude to the master, who assumed to himself the glory of having taught him. On the present occasion John Eames wrote all his letters before he thought again of Lily Dale, and was able to write them without interruption, as the chairman was absent for the day at the treasury, or perhaps at his club. Then, when he had finished, he rang his bell, and ordered some sherry and soda-water, 
and stretched himself before the fire as though his exertions in the public service had been very great and seated himself comfortably in his armchair and lit a cigar and again took out lady julia's letter as regarded the cigar it may be said that both sir raffle and mr kissing had given orders that on no account should cigars be lit within the precincts of the income tax office mr eames had taken upon himself to understand that such orders did not apply to a private secretary and was well aware that sir raffle knew his habit to mr kissing i regret to say he put himself in opposition whenever and wherever opposition was possible so that men in the office said that one of the two must go at last but johnny can do anything you know because he has got money that was too frequently the opinion finally expressed among the men so john eames sat down and drank his soda-water and smoked his cigar and read his letter or rather simply that paragraph of the letter which referred to miss dale the tidings of her death have disturbed her and set her thinking again of things that were fading from her mind he understood it all and yet how could it possibly be so how could it be that she should not despise a man despise him if she did not hate him who had behaved as this man had behaved to her it was now four years since this crosby had been engaged to miss dale and had jilted her so heartlessly as to incur the disgust of every man in london who had heard the story he had married an earl's daughter who had left him within a few months of their marriage and now mr crosby's noble wife was dead the wife was dead and simply because the man was free again he john eames was to be told that miss dale's mind was disturbed and that her thoughts were going back to things which had faded from her memory and which should have been long since banished altogether from such holy ground if lily dale were now to marry mr crosby anything so perversely cruel as the fate of john eames would never yet have been told in romance that was his own idea on the matter as he sat smoking his cigar i have said that he was proud of his constancy and yet in some sort he was also ashamed of it he acknowledged the fact of his love and believed himself to have out jacobed jacob but he felt that it was hard for a man who had risen in the world as he had done to be made a plaything of by a foolish passion it was now four years ago that affair of crosby and miss dale should have accepted him long since half a dozen times he had made up his mind to be very stern with her and he had written somewhat sternly but the first moment that he saw her he was conquered again and now that brute will reappear and everything will be wrong again he said to himself if the brute did reappear something should happen of which the world should hear the tidings so he lit another cigar and began to think what that something should be as he did so he heard a loud noise as of harsh rattling winds in the next room and he knew that sir raffle had come back from the treasury there was a creaking of boots and a knocking of chairs and a ringing of bells and then a loud angry voice a voice that was very harsh and on this occasion very angry 
why had not his twelve o'clock letters been sent up to him to the west end why not mr eames knew all about it why did mr eames know all about it why had not mr eames sent them up where was mr eames let mr eames be sent to him all which mr eames heard standing with the cigar in his mouth and his back to the fire somebody has been bullying old buffle i suppose after all he has been at the treasury to-day said eames to himself but he did not stir till the messenger had been to him or even then at once all right rafferty he said i'll go in just now then he took half a dozen more whiffs from the cigar threw the remainder into the fire and opened the door which communicated between his room and sir raffles the great man was standing with two unopened epistles in his hand eames said he here are letters then he stopped himself and began upon another subject did i not give express orders that i would have no smoking in the office i think mr kissing said something about it sir mr kissing it was not mr kissing at all it was i i gave the order myself you'll find it began with mr kissing it did not begin with mr kissing it began and ended with me what are you going to do sir john eames had stepped towards the bell and his hand was already on the bell-pull i was going to ring for the papers sir and who told you to ring for the papers i don't want the papers the papers won't show anything i suppose my word may be taken without the papers since you're so fond of mr kissing i'm not fond of mr kissing at all you'll have to go back to him and let somebody come here who will not be too independent to obey my orders here are two most important letters have been lying here all day instead of being sent up to me at the treasury of course they have been lying there i thought you were at the club i told you i should go to the treasury i have been there all the morning with the chancellor when sir raffles spoke officially of the chancellor he was not supposed to mean the lord chancellor and here i find letters which i particularly wanted lying upon my desk now i must put an end to this kind of thing i must indeed if you like the outer office better say so at once and you can go i'll think about it sir raffle think about it what do you mean by thinking about it but i can't talk about that now i'm very busy and shall be here till past seven i suppose you can stay all right if you wish it sir very well that will do for the present i wouldn't have had these letters delayed for twenty pounds i don't suppose it would have mattered one straw if both of them remained unopened till next week this last little speech however was not made aloud to sir raffle but by johnny to himself in the solitude of his own room very soon after that he went away sir raffle having discovered that one of the letters in question required his immediate return to the west end i've changed my mind about staying i shan't stay now i should have done if these letters had reached me as they ought then i suppose i can go you can do as you like about that said sir raffle eames did do as he liked and went home or to his club and as he went he resolved that he would put an end 
and at once to the present trouble of his life lily dale should accept him or reject him and taking either the one or the other alternative she should hear a bit of his mind plainly spoken end of chapter fifteen purchase new wiper blades from o'reilly auto parts today and we'll install them for free see better and drive safer with o'reilly auto parts oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.